This episode is brought to you by SD Sober Living. If you or someone you know needs a safe and supportive recovery home, then reach out to SD Sober Living at www.sdsoberliving.org or call 619-625-0769. That's 619-625-0769. Come get some San Diego recovery and some fuck fentanyl at SD Sober Living. Welcome to the Fuck Fentanyl Podcast. I am Luis Romero, and I am the Fuck Fentanyl Guy. Here, lucky episode seven, I got my buddy, Chris, Chris Dabbert. Um, I've known Chris for a really long time, since my early, early recovery. Um, we went to treatment together, and man, um, I've always had Chris in and out of my my life throughout my recovery, man. Like He's really been one of the people that really have been really supportive of me in 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 my recovery and and my, of my brand my uh, fuck fentanyl brand so uh how you doing chris i'm good man i'm good i'm excited to be here <clears throat> you know and i was thinking about it on the way here i remember when i first met you and like you could almost not even put a full sentence together <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Yeah. And to see where you are today is like an inspiration to me. Fuck yeah. You know, we almost uh, uh, shared clean dates. Pretty close to it. Yeah. You're three months Just three ahead months. of me, yeah. you know. Courtesy of the Chula Vista Police Department. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever higher power you yeah. need at the moment. Yeah. I needed it at the moment. I didn't want it, but I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, I fucking, I fucking love Love everything about you, dude, and your recovery, man. It is pretty solid. I know, you know, you've had ups and downs in your life, you know, you know, obviously before recovery, but in recovery as well, man. And yeah. Um, you know, and you're typically not somebody that, you know, goes deep into the mess. I know that about you. Yeah, yeah. But man, I mean, feel free to fucking go wild if you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about a lot of it, you know, and um I was listening to your podcast this morning, driving back in from Arizona, and um, you know, like your your last uh, episode, Nick. Yeah, he was saying like he had a he had a normal upbringing, like yeah, you know, no abuse, nothing like that. And yeah. that's how I felt about mine. Uh huh. You know, um, and I'll go all the way back. I was uh, I was born in Texas mm -hmm. to a dad in the military. My mom. I don't know if she worked at the time or not. Mm -hmm. And um, they wound up separating. And if I, if I recall properly, my dad had custody of my sister and my mom had custody of me. That's how the, that's how the children were split between the two. Yeah. Um, with my dad being active military, he's over here, over there, you know. So my mom had both of us. Mm -hmm. And... From my earliest memories, like, I don't know my dad until I was about seven years old, you know? Yeah. And uh, the day I met my dad, I don't think that's the day that my life changed, but it definitely played, like, a, a 
major part in a lot of the issues that I still deal with today, uh-huh. you know. So I was seven years old. My dad pulls up. He's got a, I call it a kidnapper custom minivan. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was like the A-team van. But yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was lime green, sparkles, oh, okay. had like the moon window in it, you uh-huh. know, all that stuff. And uh, I never met this guy before. Oh, and here him. he is. And that's my dad. Just, just randomly just showed up. Yeah. Here I am. And then um, my mom's crying. She put my duffel bag in his van, and me and my sister left with my dad. I didn't see my mom again until I was 11. Oh, no shit. <clears throat> yeah. And, and this is pretty typical for pretty much most um, people that grew up in military families, I'm guessing. I I don't know, because, you know, from from that point forward, like, we, we moved to New Jersey. We were up and down the East Coast, uh-huh. and then we wound up... Uh, in Ohio. Yeah. But shortly after my dad picked me up, you uh-huh. know, is when I started really acting out. Actually, okay. I take that back. Um, probably like three months into kindergarten. Oh, no shit. I skipped, really, the, really I skipped the bus. Like the bus came uh-huh. to the stop and I refused to get off the bench. Okay. Like my plan was I was going to sit on that bus stop bench uh-huh. until the bus came back and then I was going to go home. I didn't want to go to school. Uh. <laughs> it's not like I wanted to go out and party or anything. Yeah, Here exactly. I, dude, I'm five years old. I'm just like, fuck school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, so I went with my dad and um, my dad and my sister. And I would say... Probably around 11 years old is when I first started recognizing, like, addict-like behaviors. Okay. You know, um, I would steal change out of my dad's ashtray in the car. Oh, shit. So I could play the video games Damn. when he's renting the movies and Coming shit. up, right? You know? <laughs> um, I would steal candy at the at the little liquor stores mm. and stuff. And uh, So you had all the behaviors of an addict. Yeah. You know, from a very young age. Yeah. You know, um, 11 years old, I smoked my first cigarette. Oh, no shit. Been smoking them every day ever since. (laughs) I can validate most of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, uh, like I said, there was, uh, there was no abuse. Yeah. There was, there was no worry about like, are we going to have a roof over our head? Do I get a new backpack for school? Am I going to have new shoes? Like I never worried about any, any of the, any of the struggles that I hear a lot of other addicts, you know, go through. Yeah. Um, and I'll get into it, but there was a lot of neglect, Mm. you know, military. I'm not allowed to show emotion. Of course. I'm not allowed to be happy. I'm not allowed to be angry. I can't cry and yeah. be sad. And I'm not allowed to talk about my emotions either. Like, mm. I never got yelled at or in trouble for it, but it got shut down. And yeah, they just it, it, it just never happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, that, that plays into a lot of what has happened to me over the past 10 and a half years in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 13 years old, I had uh, my sister and my stepsister 
Yeah. My dad and my stepmom all living in the same house, and my two older sisters, they were the same age. Uh-huh. And they were in high school, and they threw a high school party. Okay. And my dad opted to buy a keg, and it was oh. at my house. Okay. You know. <clears throat> and they did it whatever you want to call responsibly. Um. I remember going out there. They got all the hot high school girls, oh, you know. <clears throat> and I'm all about going out there and, like, mm-hmm. trying to be sociable. Yeah, and, of course. You know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. come on, dude. What 13-year-old boy doesn't want to hang yeah. out with girls that are, you know. Older. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So I'm out there. I probably drank two beers. Okay. You know, um, just enough to get really fucked up and <laughs> puke all <laughs> over all the bathroom. Oh, shit. Just do that's all it took. Yeah, that's all it took, <laughs> you know, and um, I remember my dad found me in the bathroom that next morning, laying yeah. on the floor in my own puke, <laughs> and um, he didn't act upset. Really? Yeah. I didn't get in trouble. I wasn't grounded. Wow. You know. Um, Was there any sense of disappointment? Not that I can recall. Oh, shit. You know. It's almost like he knew it was going to happen, or he knew that I was destined for that that way of life. Fuck, dude. Um, and I remember he made breakfast. Yeah. You know? He didn't even ever catch me smoking before this. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, he made breakfast that morning. And, dude, I used to love breakfast. <laughs> Eggs and bacon oh, yeah. and toast, and not that morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to eat. The only thing I wanted to do was drink. Like, oh. I wanted to drink again. I didn't care about how I felt right then. Uh-huh. I remembered how I felt before I uh, before so. I blacked out. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and um, that was, like, that was probably my first red flag that any, like, outside entity or substance, yeah. like, I need to stay away from. Mm. And how old were you when this happened? 13. 13? 13. Man, that's... And you already kind of just chasing that first high, in a sense. Yeah. Like yeah. that first time you drank. And... Yeah. I just I just kept wanting, like, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, one of the neighborhood kids down the road, his older brother smoked weed, and he stole some. Oh, okay. A couple weeks later, we're smoking weed. Mm-hmm. That turned into uh, a pretty regular thing. Okay. You know, I wasn't as bad as, as, you know, I didn't go two weeks without eating mm-hmm. in order to get it. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I found, I found hustles real okay. quick. Like I told my dad, I would pay for five gallons of gas if uh-huh. I can use the mower. Oh, right. Okay. And I'd go up and down the street, throw the mower in a wagon uh-huh. and go mow other people's yards oh, no to shit. make five, 10, 15 bucks, you know? Okay. And uh, I I did that to hustle up. Wow. Already an entrepreneur over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that that mindset stayed with me. Okay. You know, like, you know, I opened my own business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't find the workers to keep up with the workflow I had. That's why I closed it. Yeah. I remember you were slammed busy. Yeah, it started to affect my family life. Yeah. At that point, like, yeah. Newborn and, well, not newborn. I think he was two, but still. Yeah. I mean, he needs me. He needs me. Yeah. You know, of course. Um, But yeah, so uh, 
uh, 13 years old is when I got like introduced into using outside substances uh-huh. to alter my mood yeah, or my thought process yeah, or even my fears, you know? I have fears of fucking everything from spiders to becoming successful, you know? <laughs> like, dude, I'm scared of everything, bro. I yeah. don't want shit to change around me. Yeah. Um, I, I like consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the nine to five job. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I like knowing what I'm walking into. I like knowing where I'm laying yeah. my head. Like, I just, I don't like the unknown. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, that's what life is. That, all <laughs> all it, it is every day. You know, so um, 13 years old was like the changing point, mm-hmm. you know. I wasn't a good kid in school, but I wasn't a bad kid in school mm-hmm. up until I was 13. When I was 13, I became a class clown. Yeah, I started ditching school. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I was 15, I was expelled from every school that I was able <laughs> to go to. Like, Damn. I got expelled from the alternative school. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <clears throat> I was arrested in school for assault. Um, yeah. So you already started uh, getting in the system oh. when you were 15, 14? Uh, yeah, 14, 15 14, years 15. old, the first time I got arrested. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it, it really escalated to the point where uh, I was asked to leave my dad's house. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that point, like, <clears throat> he hadn't taught me anything about life, you know. I don't even know if he taught me how to tie my shoe. Jeez. You know. He sounds kind of like a cold person, just like, you know, just not a very unaffectionate, you know, just kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we'll get into that. Like, yeah. he, I will say he was there to attempt to support me mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. Any other support I needed, yeah. emotionally, yeah, mentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. physically, like, he was absent. Yeah. You know, and we'll we'll dig a little deeper sure. into that because that's kind of what's playing into my presence. Okay. Still. Um, so yeah, seven years old. You know, I'm 45 now. Uh, my brain's not real good with math at the moment, but that's, <laughs> that's like 30, 30 years. something years. Yeah, 38 years. 38 years. You know, um, yeah, because it was 28 years mm-hmm. that I was forming the resentment the first time I did my four step. Mm. So I, I, I still have this resentment towards my dad for taking me away from my mom, right? Because mm-hmm. in my eyes, he kidnapped me. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and um, I think that a lot of the life that I had with my dad and the fact that when I got loaded with my friends, I could talk about whatever dumb shit. And, like, they didn't care. They would listen Mm -hmm. and nod and laugh or, oh, dude, that's fucked up. Or, you know, they they would show me some kind of support. Where when I brought it to my dad, it it, just kind of just shut it down. Yeah. He didn't even shut it down. Like, he never even opened it up. Yeah. You know? So it was like, it was like, I I might as well talk to your wall. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, And, I mean... 
let's get realistic. Like, I'm a hustler, right? So, like, I was able to figure out how to get drugs. Mm-hmm. And I get drugs for me, you, mm-hmm. her, him, everybody. I'll get drugs for all of us. Let's just hang out because yeah. I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. You know? And um, so if we fast forward a little bit, I was, uh, I, I've left dads. Yeah. Um, quickly learned that I have no clue how to manage money. <laughs> well, typically when you're right. that young, you don't. Yeah, you so don't have that skill yet. The the first apartment I got, I lost. You know, how old were you when you had your first one? Eighteen. Oh, okay, eighteen. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I I had stayed with a few people before eighteen, but when I was eighteen, now I can legally get. Yeah, you know, I can gotcha, do everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I got my first apartment, and uh, I quickly lost it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was in a relationship with this girl. And getting fucked up and having sex was way more important than paying to keep the roof over my head that I'm getting fucked Amen, up brother. under. You know. And um, that it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like, I, I, whatever. I didn't care. Didn't bother me. Not oh. one bit. You know, so uh, I wound up, before my eviction hit, I wound up and got another apartment wow right knowing i'm gonna lose it uh-huh, like in okay. the back of my head like i you know this care. is gonna happen <clears throat> and um at that apartment uh the car that i had well the girl that i was dating at that time the car that i had when we broke up she stole my license plates off it oh jesus right and uh she stole one of my neighbor's license plates and put them on my car Okay. Right? Now, this is in the state of Ohio. Out oh. here, they'd probably be, uh, dude, you're fucking dumb and make you give the tags back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not in Ohio. Oh, it's a red state. Not in Ohio, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Break you the fuck off. I did I did 11 months and 28 days. Oh, my fucking God, dude. <laughs> so, here I am, 18 years old, going into prison. Yeah. You know. State penitentiary. Yep. Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. You know, um, the the town that I lived in, my my booking number is five digits. Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking now, and they're like seven digits with a letter. <laughs> well, like, of course. Holy shit. <laughs> well, if they're locking you up for that, man, I mean, yeah. shit. You're gonna get a lot of people in there. You know, so I went to uh, I went to NCCI, Noble County Correctional Institution. Uh huh. And, um, you know, you hear all the horror stories yeah, and all this and that. And all like, the scenarios are just Yeah, playing. dude. Uh, jail was cake. Oh, okay. Jail was cake, right? Because the jail I went to was maximum security. Okay. One man cell. Oh, that's awesome. You get you get out for one hour a day. <laughs> you know? And, and in, that, in that hour, dude, you can use the phone and you can take a shower. Yeah, yeah, typically. Like, the TV, it's on, but the screen in front of it so fucking dirty, you can't see it. <laughs> Great. You know, and I, I really don't give a fuck about TV. Um, yeah. You know, and I learned real quick how to how to do time. Uh-huh. You know, after I got out that time, uh, I want to say it only took a couple months, and I was right back in trouble. Okay. You know. <clears throat> 
I wound up with my oldest son's mother, and uh, she was on parole. Okay. Right? I like the bad girls. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I like the parole. bad girls. Woo. She was on parole. She's fun. <laughs> I was on, uh, uh, I, I can't even remember what they called it. It was basically like super maximum intensive really? fucking probation. Like I had to go in three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Fuck, dude. And I'm drug testing all three days. And, <laughs> you already know like, that you have to test. The other, yeah, the other two days, like I have to, I have to go to this group, and oh, I got to do Jesus NA Christ, meetings dude. and AA meetings, and it's just like, fuck, <laughs> dude, when do I find time to go to the bar and party? Yeah, right. You know, right. like that's where my brain's at. <laughs> and um, I figured out real quick that um, I don't have time to go to the bar and party because every time I do, they find out and I go to jail. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. So I wound up, I caught another case um, <clears throat> for something, like, absolutely stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what it was? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was uh, I was leaving the bar. Yeah. And it was 2.30 in the morning, last call, you uh-huh. know, and my car's in the parking lot, and I'm like, well, I can't drive, dude. I can't even fucking see, let alone, like, <laughs> it. Like drive just, my yeah, car, fucked up, belligerent. Yeah, you know, and I got my buddy with me, and he's trying to get me to walk, and I'm trying to get in my car, mm-hmm. and uh, he finally convinced me to walk. Okay, and we made it about two blocks, and I remember, like, I wasn't blacked out. I remember it, and I was, uh, I was singing uh, "Antichrist Superstar" by Marilyn Manson at the top <laughs> of my lungs at like 2:45 in the morning. Oh, dude. people must have loved you. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and we're walking by a house, dude, and as I'm singing this, I look over and they got a fucking big American flag hanging by their front door. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's fucking mine. <laughs> so I took it. Right. <laughs> now we we've got three more miles to walk. Do you know how many pa- houses you pass <laughs> in three miles? And you're waving around a giant American flag? No, I'm stealing everybody else's American flag also. Oh, <laughs> Captain America over right, here. Right, right. So um, I ended up, somebody obviously knew I was belligerent drunk, uh-huh. screaming at the top of my lung in the middle of the night. And I got 28 American flags Dude, no like draped you. over me. Like I'm, ah, I got damn. one on a pole. I'm swinging around and dancing. <laughs> and out of nowhere, dude, we're down this dark street and out of nowhere, like everything turns to daylight around us. Oh shit. And the cops pulled up. Uh-huh. They shone a spotlight on us. Right. <laughs> I took the flags off uh-huh. and I threw them over the bushes uh-huh. in somebody's yard. <laughs> and tried to tell the police that I didn't take them. Oh, okay. Very you know, they, they, they lit me up with their spotlights. Yeah. Then I put the flags <laughs> over the bush. <laughs> and here I am thinking, like, it, they it, don't it know. It is it proven guilty, you know? Right. <laughs> and um, I didn't even fight that case when it went to court. Like, <laughs> I, I pled guilty. How much time did you do for that? 27 months. Oh, my. Fucking God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> um I've done I've done numerous stupid other things too when I was drinking. Uh-huh. Um 
I was real, real big in the music scene and whatnot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You played in a band. Yeah, and one of my best, one of my best friends, uh, Lover Cakes. That's what I call her. Okay. Um, she would, she would be my DD. Okay. Right. She probably drank. Mm-hmm. Who was I to know? Because <laughs> I was super tired. Um, and I was all about women, right? And I had this big crush on her sister. We're driving down the road. I'm I'm tanked, dude. We're driving 35, 40 mile an hour. And I open the door and step out like the car stopped. You uh-huh. know? And I ate shit. I popped up and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All slick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I meant to do that. Yeah, totally. You know. Um, yeah, so all that all that good fun shit, you know. Yeah. Um my son was born. And I quickly learned that uh, my dad never taught me how to be a father. Mm-hmm. You know? How old were you when you had your your son? 24. 24, okay. Yeah, 24. Um, quickly learned I have no clue. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't even know how to wipe my own ass. Wipe somebody else's. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's my and, turn. <laughs> right, right. Time for me to grow up. Fuck. Um, and uh, it didn't take but... Maybe nine months for me and uh, me and my son's mother split up after he was born. Oh fuck! Yeah, and we were together for a little while before that. You know, mm-hmm. that was the girl on parole. Okay, yes, right? yes. I went to jail. She waited for me. Oh wow! She sent me so news, lovely, all that good shit. Yeah, you know, made my made my prison sentence a little easier. Yeah, right. right. Um, but uh, yeah, after my son was born, like it was no longer all about me, and that was a problem. Mm. So. Yeah, right. It became a problem in our relationship because it's not it's not just about me anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, fuck, fuck her. Like yeah. she needs to pay attention to me, mm-hmm. right? Because I lost my mom at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't I didn't go into this. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna back up when sure. I was 11 and got to go visit my mom. My mom lived in San Diego. Oh, okay. So on the summers, I would come out here. Oh, cool. Right? So I did it I did it 11, 12, and 13. And when I was 13, I was out here for about two weeks. Now I was smoking at this time. Right? Okay. So my mom smoked, I don't remember what, some some menthol cigarette. Okay. I would go and steal like four or five out of her pack in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and go hide them in my closet. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, obviously my bedroom's only used two or three months out of the year, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm out there. So uh, my my closet is full of cardboard boxes, which is files for all her yacht sales, because yeah. that's what she was. She was a yacht broker. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to smoke a cigarette. The nanny's there. Yeah. Can't go out back and smoke. Mm-hmm. Mom's at work. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to open my window, turn the ceiling fan <laughs> on, smoke in my room, right? Slick. Right, so I had a solo cup, a little like bathroom cup, uh-huh. you know, and I put it, I'm just a splash of water in the bottom and put my cigarette out. Uh-huh. Well, the the nanny called me, uh-huh. and I put my cigarette on the edge of the cardboard box because I was gonna come right back and smoke it. Yeah. What do thirteen year old kids do? They <laughs> fucking forget everything. Yeah. Uh, long story short, on that, I almost burned my mom's house down. Oh. Fuck, dude. I didn't go back and get the cigarette. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go back and get the cigarette. Just so, right away. <laughs> well, no, it, it it had burned 
into the cardboard box and it started smoldering wow, the cardboard dude. box. And by the time that it was found, there were like three boxes worth of files, papers, Jesus all kinds of Christ, shit that are dude. just like glowing, smoldering. Um, and that was that was the last time I saw my mom until I got clean. Wow. Yeah, I got clean at thirty four. Yeah, twenty thirteen. So, yeah, yeah. Jesus so um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was twenty one years. Twenty one years. Jesus. Twenty one years. And um, so fast forwarding back into everything. Yeah. Um, You're in your mid twenties now, and you had your first son. Yeah, I got. I had my first son. Um, <clears throat> and. It was it was a mess right off the bat, you know. I had kind of pulled my life together for a moment, like oh, okay. I was still an addict and mm. an alcoholic. Like mm. I had to have a beer in the refrigerator. Didn't matter if I was going to drink it, but it had, had to, be to be there. Yeah, right. And I had to have my weed. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd take me like two two weeks to smoke an eighth because I'd roll a joint and take two, three hits off and oh, be okay. like, oh, okay, I'm good. So you were having a maintenance. You were ma- yeah. maintaining. But I had to have it. If I didn't have it, it was the end of the world. Yeah. You know, if I, I came that. home, if I came home after working and there's no beer in my fridge to Ooh. drink with my dinner. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm fucking flipping out. Like, yeah. bitch, what are you doing? You stay home all day. Yeah. Well, the fuck? The fucking drive through is across the street. Mm-hmm. Put my fucking kid in the goddamn car and go get my fucking beer. Yeah. And um, that's not a loving way to treat No, somebody, that's not. Know? That's not, it, not it, nice. It's, it's, that, it's that conditional love. Yeah. If you're not supplying me with what I need, yeah, then I don't love you. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that didn't last long. But when we broke up and uh, we went our separate ways, that's when I went off the deep end. Oh, like I went that 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 heartbreak and that. Yeah, yeah. I had some money saved up because Mm -hmm. I have commitment issues. Mm -hmm. I wanted to buy a house, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to make payments. I see. You know, so I had I had a good chunk of money saved up back Mm -hmm. then. You could buy a brand new two three bedroom home for like one hundred and twenty five (laughs) thousand dollars. You know, in Ohio, it's very affordable to buy a house. Well, not anymore. Oh, no shit. No, it's, well, unless you go to the ghetto, but who wants to live in the <laughs> fucking ghetto? In Ohio, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I had a considerable amount of money. Um, I moved in with one of, one of my co-workers friends. Yeah. About 45 minutes away in a small-ass little town. Okay. Like, probably like 700 people population. Oh, small, wow. Small, dude. Town. Yeah. Well, the town that I moved from was like half the size of Chula Vista. So, oh, shit. yeah, I mean, San Diego is like to me, it's its own little fucking. World. It's its own world, no, for sure. Yeah, it, was, you know, it is. It 100%. really is. Um, but so I moved way out in the middle of the country, and I was doing anything and everything I could to get my my baby's mom back, mm-hmm. right? Because I have abandonment issues, and I just oh, got yeah. abandoned. Yeah. I have codependency issues, yeah. and I just got left, and I don't have somebody to be dependent on. Yeah, you know that void. It's not even codependent. It's it's I need somebody to be there. Yeah, like it's not codependent, dude. I fucking you can do whatever the fuck you want, but you got to be there. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm not offering that back to you. 
not offering that back to you. But when I'm ready, like, I need you there right now. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, Chris dependent. <laughs> um, I like that. Um, you know, and I went off the deep end. Uh, I started buying and selling Coke. I was going to the bars, mm-hmm. the strip clubs. Um, and that's when I got introduced into heroin. Uh, okay, how old were you when you first did heroin? 25. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did heroin for 10 years. But when I first got introduced to it, so... I had never done a drug uh-huh. intravenously, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it was like alcohol and weed, yeah. so it's yeah. so like yeah. you know, um, even even coke. Like I never yeah, yeah, shot yeah. up Just coke. It up, yeah, you know. So I was I was completely anti needle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going there. I'm not a fucking junkie. Yeah. Like I knew I was a drug addict. I already knew that. Mm-hmm. I had determined that, and I had accepted yeah. that. And I figured that's how I was going to die. So you you, you, uh, you put a, a line right there, like no needles, because yeah. that, no that, that will make me into a drug addict. That'll make me a junkie. A junkie, yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. You know, that'll make me a dope fiend. Yeah. That'll make me fucking kill my mom to get yeah. the insurance exactly. money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, that'll yeah. make me fucking cross yeah, every yeah. boundary I ever put out there. Yeah. Um. So the first time I ever did heroin, it was China White, and I snorted. Mm-hmm. I threw up before I got high. <laughs> I yeah, fucking hated stuff. the taste. Okay. Hated the fucking taste. Like, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was like, I, I might as well just fucking drink the vinegar you have under your sink. That's what it was like. <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah, that's the taste of it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Well, my buddy was like, oh, but you can smoke it. I'm mm. like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's try that. You know, so day two... I try smoking. Uh-huh. And I hit it once, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that taste. Yeah. You know? I remember the high I got from snorting it, and I liked that. I see. So I was like, fuck it, dude. I smoked, like, three, four more hits, right? I'm, I'm not feeling it, but I, I already feel sick. Yeah. You know? And I puke. <laughs> and I'm like, God, dude, this shit's just fucking garbage. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, there's there's one more way. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, no, nah, nah, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Yeah. Right? And I was like, fuck it. Let me watch you do it. Oh, okay. Let me watch you do it. Right? And he did it. And I was like, dude, give me that fucking spoon. <laughs> like, that's it? That's all That's all it is? Like, here it is. Like, I'm thinking, like, I got to tie off and like, yeah, make yeah, my yeah, arm yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. blue. Yeah, so yeah, veins yeah. are, like, falling yeah. out and yeah. shit. And, you know, dude, I watching him do it. Man, it looked quick and easy. Yeah. And so the very first time, I shot myself up. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I got really fucking good at it. Like, I could do it driving down the road and not even look at my arm. Self-taught. Right, right. (laughs) And um, Impressive. The first time I shot up was the last time I used it any other way. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, Now, I didn't go off the deep end right away into heroin. Okay, so it was just kind of gradual. It was like... I didn't know the right connections to get it on a daily basis. So yeah. like every weekend, every other weekend, yeah. you know, I'd go grab a couple grams. Okay. You know, um, and I would, I would stretch it out. Mm-hmm. It would last for a little while. Um, I was still drinking. I was yeah. still doing Coke, 
doing all the all the fun oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fun yeah, shit. Yeah, it's all fun. Yeah. yeah, guys, it is fun. The mm-hmm. people that say it wasn't fun, they didn't fucking Ooh, do it right. Shit. You wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Right. I wouldn't have done it for as long as I did if it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't fun the first time I smoked weed, dude, I'd have been like, fuck that shit. That's yeah, crazy. right. If we would have moved on with your life. Right, right. Let me go fucking, let me go shoot guns or yeah. fucking try to be a cop or, or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, what the right. fuck, dude? Right. Um, You know, so I, I, I partied like that for a while. And in uh, 2008, I caught what I thought was my last felony case. Uh-huh. And uh, I was drinking. Yeah. It was uh, October 18th, 2008. Okay. I was drinking. I went to the bar. Uh, me and I think my daughter's mother were fighting. Okay. And uh, I, I went to the bar and I walked in and I walked to the bar and I remember my order mm-hmm. was a quad shot of Captain Morgan. Okay. And a pitcher of Budweiser. Okay. Right. And they made the mistake, and they brought me the quad shot first. Oh, yeah. So I downed it while they're making the pitcher, and I was like, I need another quad shot. <laughs> so I'm in the bar for eight minutes, yeah. tops, and I have a pitcher of Budweiser, uh-huh. and I already have eight shots of Captain Morgan running through me. Oh, shit. Um, I probably made it till about 11 o'clock that night before I blacked out. Fuck, dude. Uh, around 2.15, 2, 2.15, uh, they were calling last call. Uh-huh. My best friend was trying to carry me out of the bar. Like, I, I was still functioning, but, like, I was... I was yeah, you know. Um, but I was, like, happy-go-lucky until mm-hmm. I realized that it was last call, and my buddies now got me outside the bar. Yeah. What's an alcoholic do at last call? You go get another fucking drink. Yeah, of course. Right? So I come out of this blackout and I'm 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 realizing what's going on and I'm like, no, dude, I need I gotta go get more. Mm-hmm. You know, like any good addict, I I need more. Mm-hmm. And uh he was blocking me from going back in. Mm-hmm. And he's like six foot two. Okay. He's he's not huge, but he's not skinny. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's more of like your build versus okay. my build. Okay. And um, I reached out and I grabbed him by the throat. Okay. Right? And he's blocking me right now. Oh, I see what this right? is. Right? He's not letting me in the bar. Yeah. I didn't know is directly behind me was one of Delaware's finest officer child. Oh, Jesus. He grabbed me by my shoulders and went to detain me uh-huh. against the bar window. Uh-huh. Well, I'm drunk. Yeah. Like, sloppy drunk yeah and my face hits the bar window i don't oh, put my shit. hands up i don't put my hands up dude I, so your face is in the window is it all bloody and oh yeah you know no well my face hits the window and he let go of me oh uh-huh. so i broke my nose on the window oh, as i'm coming down i hit my eye on the window sill which oh, is brick jeez um so they get me handcuffed. They've uh-huh. got me sitting on the curb, and I come to again. Right? I remember what I remember this part. My buddy's there. He's like, "They're gonna take you to the hospital. Just do what they say, and they're gonna let you go." Okay. I don't remember the ride to the hospital. I come to again in the hospital. 
and I'm I'm in a hospital bed, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. And there's two cops standing there, and I'm like, mm -hmm. what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, well, when we were detaining you, we broke your nose. And I was like, oh, so you guys are fucking tough. <laughs> right. But these motherfuckers got guns, dude. Yeah. And I'm getting out of bed to fight them. Oh. <laughs> In the hospital. Awesome. Right? Dude, I probably couldn't fight myself out of a wet paper bag at that point. Yeah, you're hungover. And oh, no, I'm not or, hungover. Or, I'm or still drunk. Still drunk and yeah. still. Okay, good. They, right. um, <laughs> they, uh, one came rushing at me and pinned my shoulders really quick down to the bed. Uh -huh. At what time I saw the other one coming up, Officer Childs, uh -huh. and I brought my steel toe boot up as quick as I could and I kicked him in the mouth. Oh, Jesus. Felonious assault on a police officer with a deadly weapon. Ah, uh, that's how you cut that charge. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. dude. Um, that that was that was an eye-opening moment for me that alcohol is a problem. Yeah. And I swore off drinking from that day and I haven't drank since then. Oh, back in 2008. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't drank since then. Wow. But the moment that I quit drinking, heroin <laughs> for the win, dude. <laughs> you know, I went, oh, I went off the deep end, dude. Uh I overdosed multiple times yeah um i shot my girlfriend up one night and what i did was we went and picked a whole bunch up and i was like i want to get super high yeah right and i i used a lot so like i knew i could handle what i put in the spoon mm -hmm. but she wanted to get super high so what do i do hmm. i shoot her up yeah she's fucking overdosing oh jesus and and my rig's on the table loaded. Oh, fuck, dude. So what do I do? I dial 911 yeah. as I'm shooting myself up <laughs> with the same exact amount I just gave her. Wow. I didn't insanity. Overdose. I didn't overdose. But I mean, yeah, insanity, dude. Uh, she did not die that night. She made yeah. it to the hospital. I got yeah. arrested at the hospital. <laughs> Um, they they actually searched the car too, and uh, they did not find my heroin because I stashed it in the bottom of the box oh, of okay. hypodermic needles uh -huh. because my girlfriend was diabetic. Oh, so they couldn't search. No, they didn't want to search it. They they didn't even fucking bother. Wow. They didn't even fucking bother to search it. Wow. So she didn't know where it was. She's in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I go to jail. I get out of jail. I call her and I'm like, I need you to come get me. Like, uh, I'm I'm sick. Like, I need you to come get me. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm working. Blah blah blah. So, she's like, I'm gonna send so and so. I'm like, okay, send them in my car. Mm -hmm. Send them in my car. My car needs to be here. Mm -hmm. You know. And they came. And as soon as I got out of jail, I shot up. Mm. Um, I overdosed. As soon as I got out of the hospital, yeah. I shot up. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I was sick, dude, okay. sick. And this is before like Narcan, way before Narcan well, was Nar accessible or anything Narcan like was available, but oh, yeah. not like it is today. Oh, and it was it was injection. Yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't nasal spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You know, um, which I want one of those shirts too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but got gotcha. you. Uh, 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the insanity went on, and shortly after that girlfriend there overdosed, and uh, I started looking at, like, all my life choices. Yeah. Right? I just cleared up my last legal issue, which was a fucking speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. You know? I remember the first Narcotics Anonymous meeting I went to willingly. Oh, see. Willingly. Like, I had no legal problems. I wasn't yeah, ordered no, no. to go. Yeah. No uh, paper. You didn't have to. Yeah, no, no signature. Yeah. I mean, hell, dude, I got a piece of paper today to go get signed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, fuck, dude. <laughs> we'll get it to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. So um, I, I reach out to my mom, uh-huh. you know, and I was like, look, like, before something happens to me, I want you to hear it from me. I'm a heroin addict and I'm going to die. Wow. You know? Damn, that's, you that's, just dropped the bomb. Yeah. You, dude, today my son uses fentanyl in Ohio with his mom. Yeah. And at least I know. Yeah. At least I know that one day I might get that phone call. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of, I, I didn't want my mom to get a random phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, I didn't even know how to get a hold of him. So I told yeah. my mom to tell him. Yeah. Um, My dad disowned me. Like the second time I was on my way to prison. Oh, okay, so you know, it was already so. cut cut off communication. Yeah, yeah. We um, we haven't spoke for many many years before I got clean. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, going back to uh, getting clean. Yeah. So I reached out to my mom, and my mom's like, "Yeah, you know, go try this program." She got on the internet. She's all like <laughs> yeah, researching really know. programs. Just, just, yeah. People. She's she's researching programs where I'm at. Mm-hmm. here's the problem mm-hmm. that's where i'm at yeah every every house in that neighborhood of these programs is a dope house uh, and i know I it yeah you know so you needed the geographical change yeah yeah and i mean honestly I'll, I'll be real with you if my mom didn't pick me up at the greyhound bus station when they dropped me off at el cajon trolley Center. oh shit Dude, I walked off that bus and I was like, he can get me high, he can get me high, he can <laughs> get me high. Especially at the alcohol station. That guy's super high. <laughs> I might want what he's on. <laughs> Very prominent uh, yeah. drug use. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> everywhere. So, um, you know, I reach out to my mom. She uh, she lines me up with a Salvation Army oh, wow, in, uh, in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. So I go and check in and they have this like, it's a... A three-day blackout uh-huh. where you can't do anything. Yeah. No phone. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to go across the street to the little gas station. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's a seven-day blackout where after seven days, you can have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. You can, in between groups, you can go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Um, so what's a drug addict do? Yeah. I made it seven days. Let me go get high and come back. They won't know. Ah, uh, ha, ha, yes. Right? So There's the window. I, I had an hour and a half between groups. Yeah. Girlfriend at the time picks me up. We go get loaded. I come back, and I spend the next hour and a half snoring through the next group. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking obvious, dude. I'm yeah, loaded. Straight I, nodding, I walked out, out. Out. Yeah. Like, 
full blown fucking <laughs> snoring. Out. Like I woke up, dude, and had drool running down the side of my face. In a in a in a rehab. Wow. But I mean that's that's our norm, right? Yeah. That's no, what yeah. we do. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there, brother. Yeah. So they uh they were gracious enough to uh wait until the following morning to ask me to pee in a cup. Uh-huh. And um Since I quite bothered. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, dude, let me save you a cup. I'll go pack my bag. I'm yeah. dirty. You know? Uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name so I could call him today and be like, dude, I did it. Hey. You know? <laughs> because, like, he, he said, he, he told me, he's like, when you want to come back, we'll take you. Wow. You know? Like, I, I just want to let him know, like, fucking, maybe they planted the seed that worked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left that one, and... I was desperate yeah. to get the fuck out of the town I lived yeah. in. I, I knew how to do two things there. Sell dope, use dope. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I got loaded. I called my mom. I cried a little. Yeah. I went and got loaded again. Called my mom and cried a little more. <laughs> um, and the third day I called my mom. She's like, I found a program. We'll take you on this day. It's out here. Are you yeah. willing to come? Yeah. And that's exactly what I said. I said, yeah. Okay. There was no thought process. Yes. Yeah. You know, and she's like, okay, I'll buy you an airplane ticket. And I was like, get me a Greyhound bus ticket. I don't give a fuck. Just get me out of wow. here. You know, yeah. because I know if you buy an airplane ticket, like right on the day that you're flying out, dude, that shit's like three times more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so sure. she got me a Greyhound bus ticket, mm-hmm. and that was fucking five days of hell. <laughs> yeah, you told me. Kicking heroin, Kicked dude. Kicked heroin in a, in I, a bus. Yeah, dude, I tell everybody, like, I would have rather tied my shoelace to the bumper and let it fucking drive to California. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Every, how, much, how much heroin uh, a day habit you had when you were kicking this? Four, five gram. Yeah, fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's fucking really severe withdrawals. Towards towards the end of my addiction, um, I had apprenticed under a guy uh, for tattooing, and I had some I had some customers that would come to my house, mm-hmm. and like I said, my girlfriend was diabetic, so yeah. I had one guy who was willing to pay me like almost two thousand dollars to give him a sleeve from the shoulder to the wrist. Wow! And here I am. I'm thinking like. Can I sit through that? <laughs> like, I'm going to have to take a break every hour. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend's diabetic, and she was recently in the hospital. Uh-huh. And I'm also, at in my addiction, I was a klepto. Yeah. So I stole pick lines one time when I was there. Mm-hmm. So I put a pick line in. Mm-hmm. And every hour and a half, two hours, my girl would come and shoot me up through the pick line. <laughs> While I'm tattooing, you know, and that's the norm, dude. That's the norm, right? That's like that is I'm, maintenance right I'm, there. I'm having my cup of coffee and hanging out with this dude. Yeah, you know, like that's what it was like to me. Jesus, but um, they so I bus. Yeah, I land. I land in uh, San Diego, June thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. My queen date's June twenty fifth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, dude, and. uh I have like three or 
now I have like two days, dude, and I'm checking in to crash uh-huh. long term. Yeah. You know? So it's co ed. It's co ed. I'm Ooh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm, 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 forget, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm like, I'm, I might as well be out of the country, dude. It's not cheating <laughs> at this point. Um, but I was angry. Yeah. And I was in denial why I was angry. Yeah. Right. And crash being a behavioral modification. Mm-hmm. Very intense. For an addict like me, did not work. No. 51 days, I flipped over a table. I flipped out. Yeah. I smoked a cigarette in my room while packing my bag. <laughs> uh, I walked the fuck out. Yeah. And I had every intention of getting loaded. Yeah. Just and the full on fuckets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. I was walking down the street, you know, the yes. first guy yes. I saw yep. that I that I thought that guy can get me yeah. high. Get you high, yep. I went to tap him on the shoulder and I noticed he had a black NA key tag on mm-hmm. his keychain. And the words that came out of my mouth shocked the fuck out of me because I didn't say, dude, where can I get high? I said, I need to get to a meeting. Where can I find a meeting? Wow. He hooked me up. We went to a meeting. I used his phone. I called my mom. My mom came, picked me up. Uh-huh. And uh, that's when I went to the Freedom Ranch. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I spent 90 days living out of my duffel bag. Yep. I would unpack yes. it. I'd yep. unpack it just to see what my shit yep. looked like in the closet for yeah. a day. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this, dude. I'm not staying here. <laughs> um, I remember I looked for every reason to leave. My mom yeah. wouldn't tell me the day she was coming up. That way, hopefully, my bags weren't packed when she showed up. Because <laughs> I told her every time, like, I want to leave. I want to leave. Yeah. Wait, wait. I'm going to go pack my shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I uh, at 35 years old, December 5th, I discharged from the Freedom Ranch mm-hmm. with a letter of completion. 35 years old, dude. I finally yeah. completed something that didn't require somebody to unlock the door and right. let me out. Yeah, dude. You know? And that was like my first sense of accomplishment. Fuck yeah. And dude. I'd worked I'd worked a couple of the steps. Uh, mm-hmm. I did the four step. And I got really butthurt, dude, because my dad was all over that four step. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I did my fifth step on one of my visits, mm-hmm. it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like instantly, dude, it's gone. Yeah. And no longer holds power over me. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but like it was my first or second pass. Like when I came back, dude, I was was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And then like two, three days later, I'm like, dude, fuck this shit. <laughs> and uh I do remember this. <laughs> that that resentment came back. Yeah. And uh Big Book Rich broke it down to me when I talked to him about it. Oh no shit. The legendary big right. big bitch. He said, he said, look here, motherfucker. <laughs> no, he, didn't really he doesn't say talk that. like that. I was he like, you really don't say that. that. He didn't say that. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you break it down into my words, yeah. he said, look here, motherfucker. You spent 28 years forming that resentment. Uh-huh. And you expect it to go away in 28 seconds. Oh, instant gratification. Yeah, because I'm a fucking drug addict. Yeah. So, um, Going into that resentment, uh, you know, here recently, me and my mom had a falling out. We got back together. We're talking again. We're kind of working on rebuilding our relationship. But um, I found out some more information about everything after I got clean. Okay. You know, um, my dad didn't take me from my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom gave me to my dad because she didn't want to split me and my sister up. 
Okay. She came from a broken family where she didn't know her sister until way later in life. Mm. She didn't want that for me. Okay. Um. But I still hate my dad. It didn't yeah. change. Yeah. You know, I still have even that. with that piece of information. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Make a even with that. You know, my mom gave me other information that I'll disclose at another time. Sure. Because I okay. see we're we're running, <laughs> we're running close to the end. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, brother. Um, you know, but she she gave me some more information that that really leads into my codependency. Yeah. And my abandonment issues. Yeah. And my abandonment issues still come up today. Like, so. Not too long ago, me and my ex-wife got her divorce. Mm -hmm. I moved to Arizona. I met this girl that I'm fucking madly in love with. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, she wasn't available okay. like that in the beginning. And yeah. it, it fucking, it brought all that codependency up. Like, no, mm -hmm. I fucking need you. You know, and when she couldn't be there, dude, it was the end of the fucking world. Yeah. Right? Today, I'm okay. Like, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. If you're there, you're there. If you're not there, guess what? I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. Um, so, I have, the, I have the codependency. I have the abandonment. Mm -hmm. I have the lack of understanding of my emotions, my feelings. I don't know how to, I don't want to say control them, but I don't know how to control my reactions yeah. to them because you can't control your emotions your emotions are situational yeah whatever's going on around it, you yeah, is feed called. into it right but how you respond versus how you react right Me, if i have an emotion and i don't understand it i instantly become frustrated and irritated everybody around me can feel it even if i'm not speaking mm -hmm. Like, it's just my whole energy, my mm -hmm. whole vibe changes, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's still like that. It's still like that, but I'm working through it, and I I see that it's like that, right? So that's got to be some sort of progress. Yeah. Um, I recently just moved back to San Diego. I fucking love it out here. Yeah, dude. It's good to have uh, you back. Yeah, it's I, I'm not driving five and a half hours uh, <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. Saturday morning, so I can see my boy for a day mm -hmm. to turn around and drive five and a half hours back home on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Like I literally spent 23 hours in my car to see my boy for eight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, fuck, dude. So now I get to see him like every Tuesday, every Thursday, every other weekend. That's awesome. You know, and once uh, once I get stable housing, mm. like I have stable housing, but it's not an environment I'm going to bring my son into. Yeah, of course. You know, and obviously, uh, shout out to SD Sober Living. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I can't have him there overnight. Yeah. And my ex-wife is more than willing to let me have him 50-50. I just have to have the location. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, so. That's really hard here in San Diego. Dude, it's super hard. You know, like, I'm looking at rooms for rent, and these fucking fools are asking $1,500, yeah. dude. And I ain't even got my own bathroom. I ain't got <laughs> my own entrance. 
Motherfucker. Uh, that's like tool shed prices. <laughs> right. You, I mean, $1,500, dude. I hope you're coming in the bathroom and wiping my ass for me, dude. Don't you know? I don't know how to do that shit yet. Yeah. <laughs> Still learning. Still a work in progress. <laughs> you know? Fuck, dude. It's so expensive out here. But, um, <laughs> you know, I came back. I went back to the same job that I had before when I left, right? Mm -hmm. So that tells me a little bit about my character and my self-worth. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. You know? Um, I got fired from a Pizza Hut one time as a delivery driver. Like, how the fuck do you get fired, dude? I could see, like, but I was showing up every day, that. dude. Dude, and I'm working every day. Dude, these motherfuckers found an empty six-pack in my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Can't commit a felony on the job, sir. Yeah, you can't be drinking and driving, dude. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> you know? Um, so, like, today I'm a productive member of society. I'm currently working my steps with my current sponsor. Yeah. Uh, he's in Arizona, uh, uh -huh. and I've made the decision that after this round of steps, I'm going to find another sponsor. Mm -hmm. And then after that round of steps, I'm going to find another sponsor. Oh, I see. Because the way that it works for me, the way this program really helps me is uh, a new perspective, mm -hmm. how to see shit differently. Yeah. You know? So for me, every time I do a round of steps with a sponsor, I'm going to keep them for six months, you know, yeah. make sure everything's fucking going okay through that process on my steps. Yeah. And I'm going to go to another another sponsor so I can get another perspective. Sure. Even if it's like my last mm -hmm. sponsor. Uh, real quick before we wrap up. Yeah, dude. The sponsor that I have now, and if anybody out there is in recovery and you're looking for a sponsor, don't look for the fucking guy that has something you Mm -hmm. Look for the fucking guy in the room, and you're like, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, Straight the right. fuck up, dude. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> I don't like what he says. I don't like how he says it. <laughs> Look for that guy. Yeah. Because that's a guy I need in my life. Right? Tells it as it is. I need that guy right there. Tells me as it is, right? Yeah. My current sponsor, um, he, uh, I called him up a few times when I was going through some shit. And uh, he's like, look, dude. You already know the answer. You told me the fucking answer. Mm. So it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you now. Yeah. You like, got the tools. I'll, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> but you already know what you got to do. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Fucking do it. Yeah. Quit being fucking scared. Yeah. Were you scared to stick a fucking needle in your arm the day you got out of the hospital because you overdosed? No. Uh -huh. No, so why the fuck are you scared to try to do something better for your life? You had no fear of dying. Why are you scared of living? Yeah. So for everybody out there, dude, fucking live today. Yeah, dude. Live today. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck, brother. I, I fucking love you, dude. I love you, too. And, dog. man, and I, I, you know, I know we just scratched the surface with you, man. I know this for a fact, and I would love to have you more. On, on on again and more more stuff you know that i'm doing and yeah I, I fucking i fucking respect you dude i i fucking i i i fucking i look up to you dude and i, I really want to um uh you know get off my laurels sometimes and just chase it like you man right right and fucking man i just i fucking appreciate um you as a person and every you know and you support my brand dude i mean i you know from the start man and i know it it means something to you man you know um we we have very similar, you know, backgrounds and, you know, we uh, you know, we, we know so many people that fucking died from this fucking oh, yeah. disease of addiction, dude. Every and, day. You know Every what I mean, day. man? And, and fucking I, so I know you're, you're the real deal, bro. 
I would love to be back on. I'd love to talk more on the recovery. Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. This is kind of like, yeah. like a, a this is Chris just... Dabbert part one. Yeah, you know like, <laughs> for sure it is. And I'll yeah. use the little buttons too, so we can have fun. You right. know, like, like one of these. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Is that the goal? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is. All right, bro. Well, thank you so much for coming on, I man. I love you, brother. Love you too, homie. Take care.